Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, yes, yes. It has been a minute. It has been a while since I've been able to kick it and hang out with the pregamers. Alan Stiles filling in for Stephen Langford. Pre-game show, 95-7 the game. Joe Spadoni on the board. Stephen Langford is filling in for Joe Shasky, so you will hear him on the morning roast in about an hour. It's been, it's been a minute, like I said, and not too much has happened. I'm kidding. A ton has happened. Obviously, you have the Warriors doing what they do best, showing everybody that you can flip the switch. We're going to get into some... We, we have to put a bow on the Draymond stuff, and I know it got talked about at nauseum. Yesterday, all day, I was on late night with with Dan Devone, and we talked about it as well. So we'll we'll put a bow on that stuff, and then we'll talk about what to expect from the Grizzlies in Game 2, keys to the game, and if there's time. I know people got feelings on it, and you're probably not going to agree with me. I've I've gone back and forth, but we're going to talk about T. Morant. We're going to talk about Jaws' dad if we get time. Only if we get time. Don't worry. Don't worry. So... To put a ball on this Draymond stuff, man, I mean, everybody has seen the replay over and over again. And the only reason it's still being talked about is because, of course, now everybody is looking at every single flagrant or technical foul that goes out. And we're supposed to compare that to Draymond and what happened there. So last night, Jay Crowder kicks Luka on a very bizarre looking play where he jumps in the air, gets stuck in the air is going to shoot, but then ends up passing it and pretty much blatantly kicks Luka in the groin region. Luka goes down, Jay Crowder gets a flagrant one, and what do you know, right after that, Draymond takes to Twitter, first with a bunch of laughing emojis, then later says, I've been kicked out for less, uh, and is basically just making it known that he is not really happy about that. And I don't know what to do with this. I mean, one second, you know, you, you, you see what Draymond did and no, I think that the, the, we had Howard back on last night and essentially what he said to keep an eye on. And I, the one thing that we did see out of Draymond is that there was no, when you think flagrant two, 
there was no, the Grizzlies team, for as chippy as they are, didn't, whether they were on the court or on the, on the bench, nobody freaked out at Draymond and, and, and sprinted over to them. When you think flagrant two, specifically in the playoffs and specifically with a proud team like the Grizzlies, you would expect there to be, you know, hey, get off my man, whatever the case may be. We've seen that happen for a lot less. So none of that happened. And I think that that was a great, a great thing to note. But at the end of the day, you have to move forward and you cannot put yourself in those types of situations if you're Draymond Green. That is not to say that this whole idea. So the next thing that came out yesterday when, when the Jay Crowder thing came up is if that was Draymond, he would have been kicked out. Now, I think that's true. I, I really do. I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know if, you know, Dr- obviously Draymond feels some type of way, but what is what is he supposed to do? What is the league supposed to do when at the end of the day, referees are humans and it's hard for a human to turn it off? You should be able to. Last night we had a texter say, well, if you can't, you know, only look at Draymond for what he's doing now and not his past, then you shouldn't be refereeing. I hear you on that, but humans are humans and it's hard to turn it off. I mean, that when we think about whether it's referees or whether it's umpires and you want that human aspect, that's going to come with the two. That, that's just going to come with the two. And I, that's not to say that it's right. That's not to say that, you know, it's fair. And I know as our parents always told us, you know, life isn't fair all the time. So I put that with everything, you know, Draymond has done, just make it a learning experience. And I know we are all getting flashbacks of nobody wants to sit there and look up flagrant points or anything like that. Nobody wants to do that, man. We, we've done that dance back in 2016. Nobody wants to do all that. Just play the game and, and try to stay out, stay out of trouble, Draymond. And we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about the keys to the game. Let's open up the phone lines to all you pre-gamers. 888-957-9570 on the Xfinity mobile text line. Let me know how you're feeling if, if you haven't already. And you know, heading into game two, I will say this and what to expect from the Grizzlies. They're going to be, they know that their backs are up against it. And I think to be completely honest with you, this is a situation where it is good to be young because I think that if they're not nervous, they're at least telling themselves that they're not nervous and they don't know what they don't know. I also think they're going to sit there and tell themselves that they did this against the Timberwolves. And they can tell themselves that all they want, but deep down, they know that this is a different beast. They know that these Warriors, right, are are battle-tested, championship DNA, all the cliches we've heard, but it's a real thing. It's it's funny, and I think even myself, we get caught up in all these cliches and does it really matter? And, and when the Warriors were losing to the Pacers G League team, right, and losing to the Knicks, you're thinking, man, I, I don't know about this whole championship DNA. I mean, I know about it, but is this the year? Are they going to be able to pull it off? And they sat there and said, we got you. Don't don't worry about it. We got you right here. So that is what is happening from, and this is from somebody, a member of Dub Nation. Now you look at the haters on the outside who sat there and watched the Grizzlies take over that two seed and, and really look like they were having all this fun and, and everything is going to be good. And this is going to be the year who who's more clutch John Moran or Steph Curry. I still can't believe those questions were getting asked. And I know it's only game one, but when I looked at the Grizzlies and what you were seeing, you know, all of us, the, the NFL draft just ended. What, what do your eyes tell you? It's an eye test thing. And the Grizzlies, albeit 
you know, bad shooting night for, for some of their guys. We'll get into that too. They just looked a bit immature. They looked a bit immature to start. And, and I don't want to go there, but I feel like I have no choice. When you look at these teams, it's very much a follow the leader situation. And I'm not saying John Morant is immature from a, from a human or, you know, uh, adult standpoint. I'm not saying that at all, but just from a basketball standpoint, there did seem to be a bit of immaturity and we can talk all day long about regular season versus postseason. And I'll give you this. Giannis went through the same thing. Giannis went through the same thing and with the Bucks as far as, you know, and he got further, he got further into the playoffs because and people were still, should Giannis leave? Should he do this? Should he do that? But winning in the playoffs in really any sport is a is a big deal. And the chances of you just showing up and and kind of skipping the line, that type of stuff just doesn't happen. That type of stuff just doesn't happen because if you look at all the other teams that have been in this situation, regardless of sport, there is very much a, a not a pecking order, but you go through the process, right? For a little while, the Warriors couldn't beat, they couldn't beat the Clippers until they did, right? They couldn't beat the Clippers. You had Mark Jackson, then he gets out, Steve Kerr comes in and they get over the hump. Giannis couldn't get, you know, couldn't get to the promised land, couldn't get to the promised land. Then he finally gets over the hump. So all of these teams, and, and even in NFL, right, Kyler Murray and his whole situation, we don't know what Kyler Murray is going to be, but we do know this. At first, the team is not very good. Then it gets a bit better. Now you're in the playoffs. Then you lose in the playoffs. And now you start to see, okay, can you get over the hump? I would say Josh Allen. Are, can you get over the hump? I would say Justin Herbert, not yet, but pretty soon he's going to get those questions. Can you get over the hump? Lamar Jackson, same thing. So when you fail to, right now the Grizzlies are still, I wouldn't say they're ahead of schedule because the whole ahead of schedule, not on schedule thing, the window thing, it's very interesting to me because you can see very quickly how much a, a not a career can change, but a season can change. One injury. One injury and your whole season is completely different. So I don't necessarily like to do the window thing because you it's never a given that you're going to be back into that situation. So you look at the Grizzlies and they're just in the they're just in the process now. They're just in the process, right? Last year they they get to the play-in, you know, they don't do much after that. This year a two seed take a huge jump, but now you got to beat the big boys. Now you got to beat the guys that if, if you want to be, be the man, you got to beat the man. Now you have to do things that you may not have been able to do before. And, you know, let's give them a little bit. Let's give them a little bit of slack, even though we don't have to because it's Dub Nation. They were coming off that, you know, that game on Friday. You have to fly back to Memphis. They put themselves in that situation, unable to put away the T-Wolves. So nobody is, you know, giving them a pass here. But I would expect this game to be closer. I, honestly, I would expect this game to either be closer or be a Warriors blowout. I, I think that this could get ugly quick or the Grizzlies are going to hang around again and they're going to, you know, they're going to do whatever they can. And I know they only lost by one. So how could it be any closer? But they're going to do, I would say, closer in the way that they want to feel like they're really controlling the game here and put pressure on the Warriors. But I'll tell you what, the Warriors smell blood in the water. That, that That's what this is. OK, and you just lost to the Warriors with no Draymond and and for for majority of the game and Jaron Jackson we'll get into it right now Jaron Jackson who averages 16 points dropped 33 on you 
on six of nine three-pointers. Okay, Jaron Jackson Jr. So if somebody were to tell the Grizzlies, hey, you know, Draymond is not going to play the second the, the second half, all right? Jaron Jackson is going to go six for nine on threes, all right, for 33 points. John Morant is going to score 34 points. Oh, and by the way, the Warriors are going to shoot 13 of 20 from free throw, and Clay's going to miss two clutch free throws. If you were the Grizzlies and somebody told you all that, you would probably think you won that game. And there's no reason for the Grizzlies to necessarily feel bad about it. But if you're the Warriors, you're looking at that saying, dude, we just got through no Draymond. We couldn't hit a free throw. Jaron Jackson went six of nine. Josh still got his. Okay, he's gritty and on the, on the court, dancing while people are shooting. And the Warriors still gave you that business. So they can say whatever they want. They, they, they're going to try to do their best. And not to mention, D'Anthony Thomas had 14 points in, in 25 minutes, you know, three for six from three, five of eight shooting. Now, I will say this. In my opinion, I would just trade it out because I cannot expect Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain to shoot six for 23 again, right? I don't see that happening, combining for a a very small 17 points. So I don't necessarily see that happening. I also don't see Jaron Jackson Jr. dropping 33 again, six of nine from three-point land. And by the way, I mean, to be fair, this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a very pretty shot either. But Jaron Jackson, my goodness, I mean, I'm surprised every time that ball goes in. It is not a great looking shot. And I can say that because my shot isn't my shot isn't the best in the world. But geez, that is just not a pretty shot at all. Let's get to some text right now. 888-957-9570. The 415 is chiming in. If Jordan Poole doesn't stay hot, Golden State will have a problem. I don't doubt the Warriors, but I'm not being arrogant like everybody was yesterday because I'm still very cautious. Yeah, so and we got to get to a break here, but great call on the 415. Jordan Poole, this is not a a, um, a fun thing. Oh, when Jordan Poole goes off, uh, it's all good. This is a necessity now. They need, they need whatever Jordan Poole is giving them because, and I'll tell you why when we get back from the break, but some of these other Warriors are going to have to step up again. This is Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, 95-7 the game, the pregame show. We'll be right back. Dub Nation, this is Gary Payton II, and you are listening to the pregame show with Steve Langford on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. Pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, who is filling in for Joe Shasky on the morning roast. So you will get your Stephen Langford uh, fill at 6 o'clock. We've been talking about the Warriors, obviously, and talking about what you can expect out of the Grizzlies tonight. We had the text line chiming in as well, the 510. We are going to see caged animals from Memphis tonight. They can't afford to lose this game. They can't. They can't. Now, does that make them a bit tighter or does that make them play a bit looser and, and get a bit of their swagger back? It could go either way, but I'm telling you right now, they understand or they should at least try to understand that this is not the same situation you are in with the T-Wolves, okay? Some of those shots and shot selections and you know choices by the T-Wolves late were just mind-boggling mind-boggling and they still 
almost beat the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are could be in a world of trouble here. Let's go to George from Elk Grove, who's been standing by through the break. George, how you doing, man? 95-7 the game. Allen Stiles filling in for Stephen Langford. What you want to talk about? Hello? George, do we got you? George, call back, man. Turn down your radio a bit. I wanna, I wanna hear what you're talking about. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's dubs. Let's, let's get you in this conversation. The five seven four is chiming in. Kerr said that this is the Jordan Pool we should be expecting, and that it's not just a flash in the pan like a lot of fans are speculating. So. I think we just need to trust Kerr and expect great things from Poole. No, I think nobody is saying, 574, nobody is saying that this is a flash in the pan, but they're going to be off games. And when, you know, you your three best players are jump shooters and they're games where the ball is just not going in the basket, you need somebody else to, to kind of step up in that way. Now, hopefully they don't go cold throughout the whole playoffs and the Warriors are hosting up you know, uh, another trophy, and we're all partying at the parade. I'd love to see everybody there, all the pre-gamers. And if you're listening to nighttime, you too. But you have to think that some of this might cool off a bit. We're already in, we're already in round two, and it hasn't so far. You just need somebody else to be able to, to do some of the scoring. Gary Payton, GP2, has been outstanding, just outstanding. 23 minutes, four out of five field goals, eight points, and we know what he does defensively. Andrew Wiggins, steady Eddie, 17 points, huge free throws at the end of the game. And and I will have to get to the free throws. Okay, if you've heard me from earlier this season, I've been on them about the free throws. They got through it today, but it is not a recipe for success. It really isn't. It really isn't. And, and Clay Thompson with 15 points. Obviously, Draymond didn't play in the second half, and and Poole with 31. So what I'm looking at here, and again, if Poole does play like this every single game, then this is about a, a moot of a point as it can be. But when you're looking at, I'm looking at Otto Porter Jr., and I know it's not all about scoring, but my goodness, you're going to need some type of offense from Otto Porter. And I, I get I get what you know he brings to the table. His rebounds have been just stupendous stupendous okay that is just as important I would say as scoring but at the same time you have to keep these defenses honest and right now Otto Porter Jr. is what we would call ice ice baby he's just as cold as ice right now and he cannot see and now you know only four field goal attempts in 23 minutes now I think it's starting to get to him a bit and now he's not shooting as much and you need to be you need to be aggressive in that way Jonathan Kaminga, six points. We know what he's going to do. We know he's the diaper dandy, the rookie. He, he's taking care of business, too. But I'm looking at Otto Porter. We don't know what's going on with Iggy at this point. And you're going to need scoring from somewhere else. And I'm not picking on Otto Porter. I could also say the same thing about Andrew Wiggins. But Andrew Wiggins has been playing pretty good. I mean, Andrew Wiggins has been doing his thing. He's, you know, what he... They both have the same amount of rebounds or had the same amount of rebounds last game with eight rebounds leading the team. Andrew Wiggins, I, it's hard for me to say anything negative about Andrew Wiggins right now. Everybody can continue to play better, but you know maybe it's just a collective group that is able to pick up one of these days when whether it's Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole, one of them if they have an off game, how do you pick that up? 
Who do you pick it up from? And the texter specifically talked about Jordan Poole, but it could be from anybody. It could be from anybody, or maybe they just, this is just a historic run and they just don't cool off. So everybody was worried about the perimeter defense from the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks is supposed to be this vaunted defender. And don't get me started on his whole dynasty thing. That was just ridiculous and is aging quite poorly. But they're supposed to have better wing defenders, obviously, than the Nuggets, because the Nuggets, we know, you know, we're just struggling with with injuries and things like that. But they just looked like they were confused again. And and this is not an indictment on who they are, but it's just immaturity. I mean, and, and it's so much of that as it also is. That's just who the Warriors are. And I'm starting to be convinced Y'all know me as a pessimistic Warriors fan. Very little things to be pessimistic about right now besides the free throws. Okay, they are free throws. And you still won. You still won. But that is not a recipe for success. I'm not saying that the, the Grizzlies are going to try to hack a whoever. But when you get to the line, you got to take care of business. You, you got to at least be in that 70% range if if. I think you don't discuss it if that happens because it's a make or miss league. And if Clay goes ahead and, you know, misses those free throws and Ja drops that layup, how bad would that have been? Now, you now revisionist history, we, we don't have to get into it, but it is something to be said. You got to take care of business. You got to take care of business. The 831 is chiming in. Splash Bros and Poole want to go off and grizz away early. I think everybody understands what the Warriors have an opportunity for and what the Warriors have an opportunity to do, including the Memphis Grizzlies. So just as much as just as much as the the Grizzlies are sitting here thinking, all right, uh, do we do we, you know, shut up or show up right here? And, and do we take care of business? They also know that the Warriors are sitting here saying, if we get you down 0-2 at home, you might need to get the brooms out. You might need to get the brooms out and start sweeping away because just mentally, I don't know where you go from here. Maybe you sneak one at the Chase Center, right? Maybe the Warriors feel themselves a little bit too much and, and Ja Morant goes crazy and Desmond Bain. I think that's the thing when we're talking about a sweep. I, I just don't see a sweep happening. And look, last night I apologized to Dub Nation because y'all were on the text line. Y'all tried to tell me Dub's in five, Dub's in four. And again, uh, my, my, my pessimistic Warriors fan side of me couldn't believe it. I, I said, man, this is going six, and it still could. But the Warriors coming out and doing what they did in game one, the, the Grizzlies just didn't know what hit them. And they only lost by one point. But again, it's the eye test. It's the eye test. Now their backs are up against it with the Warriors team that's thinking, and we get Draymond back now. And by the way, Draymond was playing like trash to start that game. He was not playing well. He only played the first two quarters and had five turnovers already. So I would never say the Warriors are better with, with Draymond on the floor as a whole, but maybe they were in game one because, you know, maybe Draymond was a little, you know how he gets, he's a little bit too excited, making passes that don't really make sense that you wouldn't even make at the YMCA. Shout out the YMCA and Barcadero. Okay, so... You understand if you're the Warriors, we were able to do this with no Draymond, with, you know, with not having home court advantage. And now we got you right where we want you. This is this is a situation where I think that I did say I didn't see what I saw. I said Warriors in six. But I did also say if the Warriors can sneak out game one, 
because the Grizzlies are coming off that Friday game. You can sweep in Memphis. You can sweep in Memphis. And here we are because obviously, and that kind of sounds like an obvious statement, but I don't necessarily see, I don't necessarily see the Grizzlies unless it is that game where, and you know, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks want to play better and obviously put more in, you know, put more up scoring wise. So there's going to be a game where it all clicks for the Grizzlies, right? Whether it's Desmond Bain going off, whether it's Dylan Brooks and Ja, obviously, because the ball is always in Ja's hands, there's going to be one of those games, I would say. But I can't see, I, I can't see that happening four times. And it looks like for the Grizzlies to win this, it's going to need to happen four times. Now, again, Jaren, uh, and again, Jaron Jackson. Right, 33 points. You can't expect that from him every game. So you can take some of those points if you really wanted to, give them to Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, and that makes you feel better from the Warrior from the Warriors standpoint because all this stuff, all this stuff, all of these things are not going to happen at once. Jaron Jackson is not going to score 33 again. Meanwhile, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, you know, show up in a big way. All of that stuff is just not happening. And if it does happen, it's only going to happen for one game. Let's get to some of these text messages. 831, oh, I already read that one. The 510 is chiming in. Wolves and Dubs are polar opposites of the IQ spectrum. Cannot compare game one losses at all. I completely agree. Completely agree. Now, they can sit there and, you know, act like, hey, we've done this before. We can do it again. We all know this is a different beast. We all know this is a different beast. And deep down, they know that. Their fan base knows that. Everybody in Tennessee knows that. Everybody in Memphis knows that. They can't say that, right? I'm sure they're on their local radio stations sitting here saying, hey, we've done it before. We've done it before. But this ain't Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, you know, and Anthony Edwards. This is not that at all, at all. So Curtin Napa is chiming in. Do flagrant foul points carry through the entire postseason or it would restart after the series is over? Joe, you can hop in here, but I'm pretty sure I read that essentially, yeah, that is what Steve Kerr was complaining about because it was either Steve Kerr or Draymond Green were complaining about because somebody who gets out in the first round has the same amount of you know, points that they can burn through, if you will, as somebody who goes to the finals, which is kind of ridiculous. So that is why... You know, we hate to have to Google this stuff and even think about it, but Draymond has put himself in this position once again, and I do think that he will, he will calm it down and make sure that this doesn't, this doesn't get out of hand and we don't have to get flashbacks from 2016. The 510 is chiming in. Steven from Hercules, Dub's going to take it all this year, bro. Just straight up. Straight up. I mean, I'm a believer. That flip has been switched, and if Jordan Poole this does not seem to be a flash in the pan. We were talking earlier about whether, you know, you could ex- expect this to continue. I don't know at what clip, but I know Jordan Poole is really, really good right now. That's what I do know. And if he keeps playing like this, the Warriors, the Warriors are looking real good. And now the Celtics go ahead and, you know, they lose their game one. I, we were all really high on the Celtics, and that's not to say they're not done. I, I think both those teams, Celtics or Bucks, the the length that they have defensively is what is going to be you know, the issue if the Warriors do get to the finals, but the Warriors are used to it. I mean, they're the, they're that that small ball, baby, that small ball. So let's get to a break here and get back to your text messages, get back to your calls, pregame show, Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, 95-7 the game. We'll be back soon. Now back 
to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. We are back. 95.7 The Game pregame show. Alan Styles filling in for one Stephen Langford. He will be on in a little more than 20 minutes here on the morning roast filling in for Joe Shasky. So it'll be Stephen and my guy Bonte. You know, before the break, we were talking about, obviously, what where the Grizzlies are at. And, you know, somebody chimed in from the 5-1-0. Grizzlies are slowly realizing that this is hard and they have to pay their dues. This is a process. It's a process. And all the cliches we've heard, it's all true. It's all true. But we got some calls. Let's get to them. It's, it, George, I, I hear we got you back. Let's get George on the line. Anthony on 880. I see you as well. We'll get to you next. George, how's it going, man? Oh, going great, man. Just up working on the road, driving trucks, and listening to you guys, man, and we want to talk about these Warriors, man. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I, it's like you guys were saying, man, it's, it's their maturity. They're not ready for the Warriors. Warriors got all the puzzles, all the pieces to the puzzle. They cannot hang with the Warriors. It's going to be, come tonight, it's going to be 2-0. And if it comes 2-0, they can forget it. They can hang it up. They're not going to beat the Warriors, man. I mean, especially in postseason. They don't have what it takes. Me personally, I don't think they have what it takes. They're a great team. They're talented. But they don't have the Draymond, Clays, and Steph. They don't have that, that little extra to get them over the top. And like Draymond was out a whole half. And like you said, he, was, you know, he wasn't playing well in, in the first half when he came out. They're not, they're not going to be able to hang with the Warriors, man. This might be a sweep. It might be, you know, George said, get the brooms, get the broom. Like I said, if they if they lose today at home again, you might need to get the brooms. Uh, and this would be, I mean, and, and we haven't even gotten into this part of it. All the trash that the Grizzlies have been talking all season, they've been talking real tough, a little too tough. And now you're about to see, you know, what it really is. You can go ahead and hop on Twitter and do and talk about the strength in numbers. And, you know, you're still mad at Iguodala, which is ridiculous. And Iggy even said it was something with the front office, not even not even the people on the court. You can have all that energy in the regular season, but you're realizing that this is not it is a game, but this is this is not a game. Okay, in that you can't just show up and think that because you did a little good in the regular season, it's going to carry over. The, the Warriors ain't new to this. They true to this. I'll tell you that much right now. So that's a great call by George. Let's get to Anthony on 880. What's going on, uh, Alan Styles? So I'm actually kind of with George to a certain degree. Um, I don't think the Grizzlies are ready, ready also. Um, they showed a lot of immaturity and a lot of lack of discipline in the last series. Uh, what they do have is the young legs and just the – just the eagerness to win and be and, and get there, but they're just not ready yet um, because they probably should have took advantage of uh, Draymond. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm not being in the game the second half. Um, so I'm definitely with George on that. I'm not sure if it's going to be a sweep, but if they do win tonight, and I, when I say they, I mean the Warriors, if the Warriors win tonight, then you can void everything I'm saying because that means it probably will be a sweep. But just on the strength of what I've seen in the last game, you know, if John Morant was more experienced, he would have dropped it to Clark uh, up top when when Clay came down to sag off and help on that defensive uh, that play. Um, that's just something that he'll get later on. Like he tried to win it all, but if you if you if you if you take a look at that play now that it's over, you would see that when Clay dropped when Clay dropped off of Clark. Um, John Moran had an opportunity to throw it up top. Clark dunked that, and we talking something different right now. Then we lost by one. So I just think that Warrior fans need to, to dial it back a little bit with the overconfidence because, like, it could have went the opposite way had John Moran been more experienced as a point guard. But we won. It's all good. We'll see what happens tonight. Man, that's a great call. That's a great call, Anthony. I mean, because you're right. And as cliche as it sounds, it's a make-or-miss league. The Grizzlies, probably as weird as they, as weird as this feels, right? As far as the Warriors won, and that's all that matters. This really could have went a different way. And now Draymond, everybody's destroying Draymond because you found a way to get kicked out, whether you agree with it or not. Clay misses two clutch free throws, and now you're sitting here thinking, is there a changing of the guard? What's going on here? Especially if John ja Morant now. Anthony was saying that he could have dropped it off the Clark. Any any part of John ja Morant in a game winner against the Warriors, sheesh. I mean, that would be that would be completely, completely, completely a different situation. But you know, as they say, you know, you you can only deal with what actually happened, and the Warriors actually won, and now they have an opportunity to to go two and zero here, and if they do. The Grizzlies are going to think about this for a very long time. Think about that game one for a very long time. And the Warriors are going to be feeling real good about themselves. I will say this, though. It is interesting as far as the John Morant piece because I'm curious, 888-957-9570 on the Xfinity mobile text line and call line. I'm curious as to what everybody thinks of John Morant. Now, obviously, he is a, you know, you can make the argument between him and Seth 1A, 1B for most exciting players in the league. But does something like this, and I and I might be too soon to do it, but does something like this translate? Is something like this sustainable, the way he plays? You know, talking about is he, he's only 22, but, it, and not to say he burned, he's burning out as far as the season is concerned, but just specifically as far as game to game. The ball is in his hand a lot, man. It's in his hand a lot. So even when you drop a 34, I mean, you're taking a ton of shots here. I'm So 
I guess what I'm saying is, you know, are we doing the, is it too soon? It's probably too soon to do the Westbrook thing yet, but or, or it's, I've heard comparisons to Derrick Rose as well because he fell hard in that game one and everyone is saying he's tough as nails. Sometimes you don't, do you have, you, you know, when they say you're tough as nails, when you fall a lot, right? When you're, when you're in positions where you could get injured. So I don't know that anybody wants to necessarily be known as being tough as nails because that means that. Basically, we're surprised you're still playing. And at 22, you don't want to be in that situation. And, and no one is going to tell John Morant to dial it back. You can't. You can't. But when you see what he does and the usage rate throughout the game, I feel like the Warriors are sitting here saying, look, man, if you want to take 11 three-pointers and make four of them and gritty and dance around when you make them, that's fine because that is not enough to beat us. And you're going to need more help from somebody Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Okay, okay, okay. We are back. Sorry about those technical difficulties. Uh, but Joe, you know, he's a man of the people, and he was able to figure it out, and we are back in hot. And look, I was... I, I, I was I was moving and grooving. I was hot too. The, the the text line is on fire. So let's get right back into it. 95-7 the game, pregame show. Alan Salas filling in for Stephen Langford. Joe Spadoni, the savior on the boards. 510 is trying to cool us off here. LOL, wow. Everyone needs to chill. Everyone talking sweep after one game. It can easily go from 1-0 to 1-2 if the Grizzlies make adjustments. That's not wrong, 510. That's not wrong. I guess I would just ask. You know, they got looks. They got plenty of looks the Grizzlies did. I, I, I'm curious as to what adjustments, you know, they, they would make. I mean, you just, you can't miss shots. They miss shots, you know, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Like, that, that's who they are. That's what they need. John Morant, 34 points. And you got six for nine out of Jaron Jackson Jr. So you could also make the argument that the Warriors can make adjustments. Number one, having Draymond on the floor, right? So you didn't even have Draymond on the floor. And, I don't know, you know, 1-0 to 1-2. I mean, can we get to 1-1 first? Can we get to 1-1 first before we start talking about from 1-0 to 1-2? So uh, that's what I would say to that. Another 5-1-0 is chiming in based on the call we had. Clark wasn't wide open. Wiggins slid over and had position to defend that. So, I mean, again, these are just things that do not show up in the in the box score but you know Wiggins just doing his thing and maybe the argument is that Clark could just get up higher than Wiggins I I, I'm not sure but we all knew Ja was taking that shot we all knew Ja was taking that shot before you know we went to our mini break the 408 we were talking about Ja Morant and his athleticism does it translate any issues there uh the Westbrook comparisons the D Rose comparisons and 408 is saying Ja has insane athleticism but their record without him says a lot he needs to develop his game before the hero ball really hurts the team that was really interesting the 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 Grizzlies playing so well without Ja Morant it's regular season but and I'm going to be honest with you I I didn't fire up a bunch of those games where Ja didn't play but the record speaks for itself and when you do get in this hero ball mentality, they're one of those teams, again, I don't necessarily know if they have an offense, if they have sets. It's basically jaw drive it and kick it out, you know, set some screens, drive it to the hoop, maybe and one, make the shot, get fouled, or kick it out. That, that's pretty much what I see, what I have seen 
from, you know, from the Grizzlies. And you're, you're not going to beat the Warriors four times doing that. I, I just, I refuse to believe that. It might not be a sweep. It might not be a sweep. It might not even be a gentleman's sweep, but you have, they're a bit of a one trick pony right now. And I know we were all, me included, everybody was, everybody was drinking the Kool-Aid as far as being afraid of the Grizzlies. And again, it is only one game. And this is what we do. We, we exaggerate and we speculate and we see what has happened, you know, in one game. And we, we did the same thing with the Warriors and, and the Nuggets. They did actually gentlemen sweep, right? But, you know, they, they didn't play as well moving forward in that series. So you could, you can make that argument too. You can talk about, you can talk about that argument too. But I just don't think that. If, if we're counting on, and this is no indictment to, you know, that team, but if it's, and Desmond Bain has been really good. Don't get me started on Ja Morant giving Desmond Bain the most improved player. That, that was just kind of corny to me. I can't lie. I can't lie. I, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I, I get the idea and why he did it. The 213 is chiming in. GP2 is going to stifle Ja Morant once again tonight. GP2 is a weapon. GP2 is a defensive weapon that you don't see too often, right? I think that's the thing with Jordan Poole is we've seen guys come off the bench and ball out. We've seen guys come off the bench and, and make an impact. People have made careers out of doing that, right? Jamal Crawford, things like that. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing. I think Jordan Poole is going to be a superstar. And, and you know, Jay Craw had a great career, but I think Jordan Poole is headed, headed to the next stratosphere. But to see... But to see GP2 do this from the defensive end and affect the game in that way is something that is just refreshing. It's old school. It's gritty. You know who his pops is. So that all makes sense. And for him to be able to insert himself into this lineup and make shots. I mean, he's making shots. He, you know, you you don't just disappear. You don't not think about him at all offensively. Sure, you're going to let other people shoot or you're going to let him shoot instead of other people but you know he, he's going to make you pay and then he's going to you know do what he needs to do on defense so gp2 again one of the best stories we've seen i didn't know until a couple days ago that he actually went to a, a junior college got always shoot out the juco's man juco life hashtag and all that good stuff so what he's been doing and what and what he's been called upon to do again similar to jordan Poole. This is no longer a nice to have. These are necessities. He understands his role and that is how he makes an impact on the game and he's doing it with not with ease but he's making it look easy. He makes me he makes everybody look like they can play de- Why doesn't everybody play defense like that? That's what GP2 does defensively. You sit there and think, "Why why can't everybody just defend like that?" And speaking of that, okay, somebody else who's been we've heard of two-way wigs, uh, you know, and some of these Defend or some of these players that are good offensively and defensively, defensively, these two way players. I'll tell you what, there is somebody out there who opponents are shooting 36% against, and he's a guard, and there's only one other guard with a lower defensive field goal percentage. That man is Drew Holiday, and the man that I'm talking about is Steph Curry. So he had that block on John Late, which is outstanding, and he has been really, really working on his body, getting stronger understanding that he's he cannot be a liability defensively and that's why everybody that is talking about Jordan Poole defensively I would just say we can cool off a bit I understand that he's probably he's not there yet and he's not going to get there I I wouldn't think defensively during this 
playoff run. But as long as he keeps scoring the way he's, he's scoring, nobody's going to talk about it. But he's a young player. John Morant doesn't play awesome defense. He just can jump out the gym and gets, a, and gets blocks from time to time. You look at some of these other players, right? James Harden went through it. Luka has went through it and is still currently going through it. Everybody defensively, when you come into the league so young, you have to improve. We all know the old adage that defense defense is effort. That's really all it is. That's really all it is. So if you can, you know, just just continue. Again, Jordan Poole will work on his body. Jordan Poole will get stronger. That doesn't help necessarily for this season. But the way he's shooting, man, as long as he continues to shoot like this, I'm not going to sit here and talk and talk about Jordan Poole defensively. That is a conversation for the offseason. That is a conversation for even next season. That's not a conversation for right now. For right now. So understanding that everybody knows their role. Everybody, everybody is on board and is buying in to what, you know, Steve Kerr and this front office and this and this coaching staff is talking about. That is why you got to sit here and feel good if you are part of Dub Nation and and looking forward to what we're going to see at a game two. So some of the keys to the game I wanted to get into, you know, before we before we jump on out of here and get you to the morning roast keys to the game. Number one, continuing to crash the boards. You got to crash the boards. And, and for the Warriors to come out, I think this is the biggest thing because that's what I was afraid of, just seeing how long Memphis is. Are they going to be able to you know, rebound and do things like that? Warriors had 51 rebounds, okay, and the, the Grizzlies had 47. So obviously it was close. But you win that rebound battle and things are going to work out for you. Those back-breaking three-pointers that go in after you've defended for 20 seconds are the worst. The worst. Number two, no more Draymond antics. I mean, this is was your mulligan. If you play golf, you know, this was your mulligan. And now you need to, you, you got you, you to gotta shut it down now. You, you got to shut it down now. No more antics. No more Antonio Brown running around the stadium. You know, you, you know Draymond, you have that high basketball IQ and IQ in general. You know you can't do that stuff. And just like I talked about a bit earlier, continue to buy into the defensive strategy. If, if, if John Morant wants to take 11 threes in every game this series, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you got to live with it. And look, I shouted out the YMCA and Barcadero uh, almost every time I'm on here. And, I, and I'm not the best shooter in the world. And when you hear people, and I'm going to tell you what Jaws hearing, we'll live with that. We'll live with that. Then you make one and you're, you're saying, okay, you'll live with that. It's the same thing that they do to Draymond. And I would say... Ja is a better shooter than Draymond, but the problem is, Ja, this is not really a, any, a, something to disrespect you. This is, this is what we have to do. You know, this is what we have to do because if we do guard you too close, we know you're going to get biased, dude. So it, it's, not a, it's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a compliment in a weird way. It's like a backhanded compliment, but we're not saying you're a terrible shooter. We're saying we got to live with one of the two, and this is what we're going to live with. And if you want to shoot 11 threes because we're essentially – daring you to then do it then do it and we'll see how that works out for you bold strategy we'll see how that works out for you 510 chiming in yes it's one game but let's be real clay shot three of 10 from three and those were clean shots he's not missing all those again Steph shot bad as well and basically just saying that you know the and this is from Tamir thank you Tamir for the text basically just saying that uh, Everybody, that's a good thing about this win for the Warriors because everybody uh, can take something away from it. It's not like they came out 
one by 20. And man, it's really hard to see where they could go from here. Warriors got the W and, you know, there's stuff that they can take back and improve upon. So you have to like that out of the Warriors. You have to like that, you know, out of this team. And and you got to feel like mentally the Warriors are in a, in a better position. They, they, they know that the, the Grizzlies are up against it. Every shot for the Grizzlies today is going to be just a little bit tighter, right? Because they understand if they go down 2-0, it's, it's time to get the brooms out. I, I, and if it's not time to get the brooms out, maybe, you know, there's a lackluster performance at home by the Warriors or something like that. But I would just say that they understand that this is, and again, another phrase that gets used too much, this is must win. This is must win for the Grizzlies. And they understand that. How do they respond to it? We will have to wait and see. Everybody responded to me very well today listening to the pregame show as I, Alan Siles, filled in for Stephen Langford. Thank you one more time to Joe Spadoni on the boards for holding it down as always. The morning roast is coming up next with Bonte Hill and Stephen Langford. 95-7 the game. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody have a great morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.